What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. G'day and welcome to the Ball Boys AFL Fantasy Podcast. Today we're reviewing a big round 21 and talking particularly about a key injury that's going to shape the footy finals and our fantasy finals. Bogs and flogs, trade targets, let's go! G'day and welcome again to the Ball Boys AFL Fantasy Podcast. I'm your host, Mitch Casey, and you can find me on Twitter at Ball Boys Fantasy, joined by Luke Rodison, coach of the Mighty Oxlongs. How are you, mate? Struggling to muster the energy. Oh, oh, oh no. Me. We're so close, mate. We're, Three rounds we're to so, go. We're so close. It feels, it feels like so far. I, I think your weekend really shapes up when you have to watch, A, your team not show up, Oh, and then, then that contributes Richard. to one of the most popular VC options of the week going 150 and you're not on there. There's, we talked about this off air before, but it's it's hard to then get around the footy for the rest of the weekend. When it you is. Start. It, it does put a dampener on your weekend and uh, yeah, just sort of sets you up for, on the back foot going, okay, nah, this, this whole footy thing is just, it's not for me this weekend because yeah, the, that first game was a, a hard watch. But from both those perspectives, yeah. like, what what the fuck was Richmond doing? Oh, mate, like, must-win game. Must-win game. Like, we're out of finals now. We're done. Well, you made and, the point. Uh, you made yeah. the point. We probably would have put the VC on Bon if we had known he was playing West Coast. Yeah, exactly. If, if it was flipped the other way with Merritt, then, yeah, of course I would have put the VC on him. But West I thought Coast Richmond would actually show up and compete. Yeah. Do something, but it was tough. Alas, it does didn't happen. And uh, yeah. I mean, to be to be fair as well, I think um, we and potentially a lot of other people as well, with Merritt putting up a one twenty eight, got out of jail a little bit. Like if that's if that's yeah. a one oh five or one ten, yeah, and you're having to cop that, um, it, you know, we probably got to jail a lot. Well, we lose twenty points. So yeah, not not the worst thing, but still, just that that first game just set up the weekend at least salty. for for the people who joined us and not VCing bonds, but um. Managed to catch a few games on Sunday at least, and uh, yep. and obviously lots of news for us to go over with a key injury, like we said, uh, with Mr. Dacos, but we'll cover that later. Let's start with the good old reliable. And the winner of the Norm Smith medal. You're an embarrassment to what you do, mate. You're an embarrassment. Plenty of embarrassments, plenty of players that just absolutely <laughs> crushed it as well. Yeah. Uh, best on ground. Marcus Bontepelli, as we talked about before, 151 points. He smells the brown low, and uh, probably even more so now. But yeah, just absolutely crushed it. Three goals, I think he scored as well. Um, 32 touches, six marks, nine tackles, and just untouched really by Richmond for most of that game. First half, I sort of thought, okay, yep, he's going well. 56 points, I think, from memory. And then the second half, third quarter, 65 points. Final quarter, another 34 points. So he's had a 100-point second half. We turned it off three quarters time. Uh, yeah, yeah, I did. Uh, I think I'd, I'm surprised I lasted that long because that third quarter was, it was, was a it was beating. Wasn't it? I know, I know. of course, we never want to wish injuries on anyone, but I reckon Bont might have creamed his jeans when he saw what happened to Dacos on the oh, weekend yeah, because he, yeah. I think he might have been thinking, brown low Bont, I'm back, baby, let's he is, go. yeah, yeah. I mean, and he I was mean, even kind of closing the gap a little bit the last couple of weeks. It felt that way. I, it's going to be one of the... Um, or uh, captivating Brownlow counts, I think, in, mm. in recent memory. Uh, I know I'll be um, watching very closely on the night. Yeah, yeah, I, oh. I reckon, I reckon he can get him for sure. Yeah. Um, but you know, Dacos obviously is put on a sizable, I, I would say, a decent lead up to this point. Uh, who's our flog? The flog for this game goes without saying. It's us, isn't it? I mean, <laughs> we, we we missed the one fifty VC. The big boys, you're basically we, saying the, the big in, boys. in a kind way to myself. I mean, I I feel just as part invested in the big boys as as what you are. So um, it, we're we're the flogs. 
games. Uh, we had that, you know, potential first game of the round, great option, and, and we maybe got a bit bit fancy there. But Yeah, um, if I had known he was, you know, versing the, the Richmond Eagles, then for sure <laughs> I would have gone there. But, uh, yeah, anyway, I was, I was hoping for like a little 110, 115, but not to be. Not but to be. I think that was his biggest score of the year. So, yeah. Kudos to Bonds and anyone who VC'd him. He was a very good option, obviously. Next game, Essendon versus West Coast. Another easy one here. Best on ground, Zach Merritt. Yep. Saved us uh, from too embarrassing of a, of a weekend with the, the VC score on here, 128. And got there, I think, pretty late as well. I think he had a good last quarter uh, or, a, or a second half as well to sort of save his score. Yeah, 43-point last quarter. Um, so obviously put up some decent points when the game was close. Actually, there was a lot of tweets actually that um, probably helped these. What's yeah? What was the what's the number one? Is it Harley Reed? Is that the guy that mm. I'm thinking about? Yeah, Harley Reed was a North Melbourne uh, Roo for 20 seconds <laughs> whilst um, there was Langford. I yeah, think, yeah. Goal, wasn't it? So yeah, that was um, probably yeah that tightness in the last quarter there probably helped. Yep. Uh, Zachy Merritt. The flog from this game comes from the selection. We probably mentioned this at the live show on Friday, but. It's just um, the Essendon selection panel for picking Sardis and just ruining him for, yeah, for us for done. next year. He's, I mean, he's already um, an exy rookie as it stands. Um, yep. But if he goes on and plays the next four games, he's going to be one of those guys that you're umming and ahhing about whether you pick him next year. So yep. that that's the floggery, I think, from this game. Yeah, scored 65 and was all over the ground. Uh, like played played a decent enough role for, for a first gamer. Yeah. Um, don't think he had any actual CBAs, but definitely was pushing. Actually, let me double check that. I think he. No, I don't think he had any CBAs, but yeah, definitely pushed up the ground and obviously was playing a somewhat midfield friendly role. So now this um this next game this this bog is um a guy that um, despite what his name suggests really stood up. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to reveal who it is now because I don't want to give you that satisfaction. Do it, but, do it. But Matt Crouch, <laughs> um, yeah, he had, he had a massive game, 120. Some people were considering him, I think one of the questions we Some had. Some people did trade him in. Yeah, was, yeah. Um, was Matt Crouch, and obviously he was very cheap, but yep. came in, 120 points, 31 touches, 7 tackles, um, and yeah, just looked... Really good kick to goal in that as well. Was the highest scoring midfielder for the yep. Crows. Um, so, yeah, props to anyone who traded Matt Crouch in because that, paid off massively with, that with a cheap salary. Such an interesting one too. Like one that I, I don't know if you can pick. Even even listening to Adelaide fans speak about when, when he initially got reselected back in that team, people were going, oh, what are we doing? Like, why are yeah. we going back here? This isn't the future. Um, and then they've obviously uh, seen something in the last couple of weeks. And, and to be fair, he, he's been dominating. Um, yeah. Well, I think yeah. they are still really pushing for that finals. Like, they're, they're still in the yeah. mix. And yeah. Um, yeah. We'll talk about him a bit more later. And Floggery in this game um, goes to a bloke who scored mid-80s, but when you you own a bloke like Noah Anderson this time of year, you can't be copping mid-80s. You need 110 to 120. You can't get out of my team either. There's always something more pressing. You're even cashed up this week. You can't get out of your team. I thought thought this was going to be the week that I was going to trade him out, but then bloody Nick Dacos. Well, I, I still could. To be fair, so we'll have yeah. a chat about that later. But yes, obviously, that's not going to get done in our midfield, um, despite the fact that he is a bit of a gun player. Fantasy what, not getting it done. What about those Hawks taking Hawks on the Pies? Hawks versus Collingwood, best on ground. James Sicily, the sick dog, just went bananas. And I think he even had a quiet, I want to say quiet last quarter to settle for 160 points, um, which I think is his second highest score of the year. Yeah, only only 30 points in the last quarter, but just went absolutely berserk um, in this game. First quarter went off with a bang, 51 point. Um, Enormous amount of marks, 19 marks. Only the one tackle, but... Yeah, when you get 19 marks, that's a massive, massive score waiting to happen. So that's huge. Yeah. And and I to be to be honest, it was obviously terrible to watch being a non-owner. But for people that have owned Sicily for sort of three weeks, and maybe he's been, I'll say, underperforming based yeah. on what people expected. I think uh, you know it was good to see those people who've been sticking with him get a, a big score. Yeah. Um, uh, with the flog here, I, I don't actually know where to go because I was sitting there watching a little bit of that game, thinking, you, Sicily's absolutely dominating you at one end and it's showing on the scoreboard, and Hawthorne are showing you how to tag the best player on the opposition yeah. out with McGuinness just absolutely gloving Dacos. I, I just thought maybe we ha- maybe in the Collingwood coach's box we have to look at doing something here. Now, I mean, to be fair, who are we to critique what Collingwood are doing? They're absolutely flying at no. the moment, but uh, I just couldn't 
work out what was going on there. It seemed really Very obvious to me. Very strange game. That. Obviously, Collingwood lost to Hawthorne, who's you know down more the other end of the ladder. But yeah, yeah so, I'll, I'll give you a hand here. I'll give Finn McGuinness the tag, uh, the the, the flog, flog award, just for tagging our boy. And uh, but he's so inconsequential, it doesn't really matter. He, he well, some people one. jumped off, and some people might have actually put him on the emergency oh, on the bench. Lupe Fiasco, got, yeah, Lupe Fiasco. Which I mean, Lupe, come on, where was where what, was the, yeah, the flag here, yeah, mate? Yeah, fuck. Uh, that's, that's on me, guys. That's on me. <laughs> we, we need you in our time of need, but uh, yeah, so some people would have got a big leg up there. Um, you know, imagine if you jumped at the shadow and you traded two Nick Dacos to Sicily. 123 points just like that, and uh, you're still going to have to trade up your sleeve, and Mate, you're ahead be, of the game. You'd be back in hat territory. Oh, 100%. I, if I had done that move, that would have... Shit. I'd be... Bouncing off the walls starting to this podcast, but obviously I didn't do it. I was thinking about doing that move, mate, last week. <laughs> I think I was telling you and you told me not to. Yeah, yeah, you, t- you talked me out of it. No, I actually can't claim that I <laughs> ever thought of doing that. Nah, and obviously with Tukumilo and my heroes. team, I needed to yeah, trade him out. But yeah, some people did talk about it. I mean, I think we mentioned, could you trade him? And we kind of oh, quickly shot it down. We, yeah, yeah, we certainly weren't on it, but... but if you yeah. did it, fuck yeah. Go yeah. you. Go you. That's, a, that's a victory lap right there. For sure. Um, Geelong versus Port Adelaide. Best on ground. My boy, Zach Butters. He's back. 130. Kicked a goal in that score as well. Yeah. Um, just good to see him scoring like the premium mid, which I have sort of said he's going to be for a little while now, but he's finally showed it, and um, I'm glad that I've held strong and, and kept him there. Yeah, it's good to see. I couldn't find much floggery from this game, but I just put down the floggers grind Myers because I'm like, what? What What are you? <laughs> what a waste. I, I just don't understand what Grime is. I mean, yeah, I mean is. Geelong's just so, such a nothing team, really. Yeah, and I mean, he's, he's wasted some juicy fantasy scores just on no one. No yeah. one yeah. is going to pick him, and probably no one's going to pick him next year. It's just a strange one. So Yeah, whenever I see like a, a good matchup, and then I wonder, oh, who's playing this matchup this week? Oh, it's Geelong. Oh, shit, nothing there. I've just got to scroll <laughs> past. But, yeah. So, sorry, Grime. It's probably... It's Probably not warranted, but which is the flog? Someone's got to get it, Grind. You're it. Uh, GWS versus Sydney. I'm going to give the best on ground to Tom Green here. Uh, had a couple of options, a few options. Errol obviously put his hand up as well, but just coming back from injury, Tom Green back just went, yep, boys, here I am, back 141 points, 38 touches, 10 tackles. Um, also played an extremely high time on ground, so... The history, especially this season, has been managing players' times when they come back from injury. But Tom Green said, "No, nah, fuck that. Hold my beer. Let's go. We are we're on, boys. Get on my back." And um, unfortunately, they couldn't get the win. But uh, yeah, uh, big shout out to Tom Green after a lot of us have traded him out. Now this this fog, it, it's I find the the mentality. I, I know where you're going here. Well, I find the mentality of this really interesting because I traded this guy out two weeks ago, and so I was sort of not really hurt by yeah. what happened on the weekend. But if but you if, trade him out this week... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> if you trade out Callum Mills this week and then you have to watch him go and do what you've been yeah. expecting him to do for five weeks, yeah. Callum Mills won, 120 or the best part of it, yeah. um, you're the flog because for especially for those people out there that traded him this week and then he's put a 120. you shitty. Yeah. It's, it sucks. It hurts. It, in the, in this luxury season, when you make trades and, and you go back and look at it over the weekend and think, fuck, I actually lost points from my trades this week. <laughs> That's the worst feeling. Uh, it's terrible. But look, as someone who traded him out three weeks ago and he put a 98 on my head, which was his best score to date from that yeah. point of view, he followed up with a 58. So... We'll see. Hopefully, for those who did trade him <laughs> yeah. out, uh, a bad score is on the way around. And, um, you know, if you still have him in your team, you at least got kissed with this score. So, uh, yes, that's a good one there. North Melbourne versus Melbourne in this game. Best on ground. I'm giving it to the Jack Zebel retirement tour because Bro. this it's thing looks like swing. it's in full swing. <laughs> he, he was um, doing his best Sicily impersonation. And, uh, yeah, 138, 12 marks on the game as well. So, he was the highest scorer by a fair way. Uh, we'll talk a bit about him later, but yeah. yeah, best on ground in this game from a fantasy point of view. Well, somebody who potentially did not benefit from the Jack Zebel retirement mm, tour was Harry Sheasel, and it. he's he did he's our flog for for the game. I, I've got some sort of interesting discussion points for him as well that I'd like to run by, but we'll save that for uh, later on, hey? Yeah, for sure, for sure. St Kilda versus Carlton, best on ground. Nick Newman, who came up a bit in the week leading up to it, obviously had yeah. the Saints matchup and yep. delivered. Um, was the second highest scorer of this game. 35 touches, 13 marks. So a lot of heavy mark games around yeah, yeah, for yeah. these defenders. Yeah, so, everyone's waxing. Yeah, in a, in a week where we're going to have to talk a lot of defenders. So he is uh, deserving of the best on ground. Uh, flog, this one makes me smile a little bit, but <laughs> probably not for yourself. 
Carlton are a hard matchup. Yeah, they're a red, mate. Not think- for fucking Crouch. <laughs> no. But, but Jack Steele. Well, Crouch did this in three quarters. He did yeah, his he 126 did- in three quarters. What the fuck's going on, Jack Steele? So Neg- both both Crouch and Steele had effectively nothing in the last quarter. I think I think Steele actually went negative um, in the final quarter. He went negative two. I'm, I'm just going to confirm that. It's hard. To, uh, negative two. He had one tackle and obviously a free against as well. I'll be I'll be honest. It, it is hard to get cranky at a bloke to, it, looking at what he's done over the last four weeks for. Excuse me for your teams, but that's not acceptable. No, that's, like, that's, that's absolutely that's terrible. Horrible. That is dog yeah. meat. I think I had. I don't even want to fucking bring me team up team up here. It was it was garbage on the weekend. Yeah, absolutely garbage. Yeah, that's that, that's a stinger right there. Um, obviously, you can kind of hide behind the fact that he is popular. A lot of people have traded him in the last several weeks, but yeah, that's especially late on a Sunday that sucks. Um, Frio versus Brisbane, um, best on ground. I'm going to give a shout out here to Luke Jackson yeah. who um, absolutely crushed it against the injured ruck department in Brisbane. Obviously, you had the big O who was out, but um, yeah, he, he put up a massive game. Kicked a goal, 24 touches, six tackles, five marks, 44 hitouts, just spread across the entire stat line. Um, so a few people might have traded him in. And if you held him on, he, he obviously repaid the faith. But also, shout out to our guy, uh, Hayden Young, for <laughs> winding back the clock. And, he's uh, our guy. He's our guy. I Tried and tested. Just want to confirm, I'm just going to double check this, but I think that might be his biggest score for the year, 119 points. He had a big score in round one. What did he score um, Oh, he's picked his round one score by one point. So 118, <laughs> this was his 119. Yeah, biggest round. We were all fucking head wobbling after round one. Oh, Love we picked Hayden Young. He's a gun. Yeah, sorry. But no, shout out to Hayden Young. Yeah, get the CBAs. And, and I think there's a few Freo fans that, that we've seen calling for like, Let's get him in there. Something, Let's just yeah. see, see what he can do. Because could he, could he potentially go into that mold of like we've seen a lot of good halfbacks go into the midfield and have success. So I'm talking Laird. I'm talking Mills. Um, yeah. These kind of guys. Like, could he go Dawson, to that Dawson, yeah. Like, he's got the beautiful kick like Dawson does. Oh, we're going to pick Hayden Young at the start of next year. Welcome <laughs> <laughs> to the team. Well, we're going to lose Doherty. We're going to lose Dacos. We have no defenders. We have no forwards. We have nothing. So, maybe. Well, don't rule it out. Don't rule it out. All right, who's the flog for this game? Dunks was an underperforming premium. At 80, you're not going to... Going to cop like we said before, no, and especially but if you traded him in again. I, I'm being suck. I'm being sympathetic here to to other people because there were um, quite a few people who traded in Luke Jackson a couple of weeks ago, and also a few people who I think traded off him either this week. Oh, or I think our good friend Bindi traded him out this week. Yeah, and, uh, either either this week or last week, and yeah, um, yeah to uh, to have that. So, so it's vindication, isn't it, for the, why you made the move? Initially, I mean, you, you'd uh, rather the points. Oh, yeah, oh, of course, <laughs> of course. But it's yeah. um, it's tough how, how yeah. fantasy can play like and that. And so. he's got a very good matchup next week as well. So we'll talk a bit about that <laughs> coming up. So that will do it for our bogs and flogs. Let's talk about no <laughs> sign here. And the winner of the Norm Smith Medal. You're an embarrassment to what you do, mate. You're an embarrassment. Well, leave the buttons to me, mate. You, you worry about the monitor over here. Sorry, right mate. Okay, well, tell me where we're going next. <laughs> All right, we're going to the Infinite Wealth, oh, shit, uh, okay. the Content Creators Cup, because we've got a big matchup this week, Luke. It's the uh, oh. it's the prelim finals, and uh, I'm still in there. So I'm coming up against off. Louis from um, the Pod Pod. Yep. He's, he's on a massive... Winning streak. He's coming in hot right okay. now, and and uh, I think he would have pit me last week if we had gone together head to head. So, yeah, I'm a little nervous gonna, coming up against what, Louis. What, what were his trades last week? Who's you sort of bought in? Do you? That's can a very good question. Tell? I'm not as well not, researched. Okay, sorry, I, believe, I put you on the spot. <laughs> <laughs> I believe he might have brought in a Parish and I don't know someone. Maybe it was just a rookie downgrade. Okay. I'm not too sure. But now, are you going to look to your your solely league now? You want to win the, the CCC? So you well, look- I'm, I'm putting a little bit of foot in both, but but I'm probably more. I'm less optimistic that I'm going to get a hat at 380, whatever I am at the moment. So, uh, yes, the content creators cut where is all the glory at okay. the moment. So, so he he owns Sicily. So I'm assuming you'll go straight day cost across to Sicily at this stage. Well, here's, here's the thing. I've got. Well, don't reveal. He might be listening to this podcast right now. I, I don't, don't want to. Reveal. I don't think he's listening to this podcast. <laughs> well, I I have to sort of see. How things are going? I believe when did when did so Collingwood play the first game as well? So you have got to make that okay. trade immediately. So look, there might be a bit of 
you know, gamesmanship, seeing how things go at the start of the week, see how much I'm already ahead with my uniques. So you'll be listening closely to the, the pod pod this week. Oh, yeah. Sure. yeah. yeah. Hopefully, Try to hopefully get any intel you he'll can. be freely just sort of letting us know what he's doing there, Louis. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, that's the big matchup going on there over the Content Creators Cup. Very nice, very nice. But um, yeah, if you haven't already, go and check out infinitewealth.com.au forward slash AFL Fantasy and uh, check it out. Beautiful. Should we talk some trade targets? Uh, before we do that... Oh, shit. Sorry, I changed the graphic. <laughs> oh, no. Quick. Just taking the, the live graphics. Sorry. Taking the show by, you know, your, your own some there. Uh, but let's go through some news. Not, not too... Why did I go to trade targets? We haven't even done shopping block shopping yet. Block. You're just going... Like... I, I should probably try read the run sheet. <laughs> We all know who does the run sheet now. Um, but yes, it's no, Mitchell. We, I, we all knew that before. I, I think right we then. did. Um, but uh, okay, a couple of news things. Jacob okay. Hopper concussed. Yep. Um, didn't want to come off the field, just by the way. Just was determined to stay mm, out there, mm. ruled out. Um, so fingers crossed, at least, you know, Richmond's done for the season, but hopefully Taranto can go back to his 120 scoring ways. Yep. Bailey Williams was given a one match suspension. I think they are challenging that. We won't find that out until tomorrow, but this could positively affect Luke Jackson, who's obviously just towed up Brisbane's ruck department. He's coming up against the easiest matchup in West Coast already, yep. and they're losing Bailey Williams. So <laughs> looking really, really juicy for, a, for, a, in, for, a, for a one week play. Absolutely. But the big news here. Nick Dacos, he's got a hairline fracture in his tibial his, plateau. His hairline's great, I, th- I would have thought. <laughs> yeah, it is a great hairline. Um, some would better, say... Better than mine. Or some would say Mitch Casey-like. Um, Ooh, they would. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yes, yeah, so hairline fracture in his knee. Um, he's out for about six weeks. So essentially, we're going to rule him out for the rest of the home away season. So what did you write it there, Mr. His tibial EP. plateau. It's his knee. All right, let, let's... His leg, but... Um, <laughs> so, he's out for the fantasy season. Yes. So, he's a must-trade, obviously. Yep. We'll get into some options for him later, but, yeah, that's just... Um, that's a game-changer, because he's 100% owned across the board. Everyone has him. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, very interesting to see where we go from here. I, I think, yeah. We're going to talk about it a bit later on, aren't we? But we will, got yeah. a two trains of thought, I think. You can, yeah, for sure, you for sure. Um just touched on before, Tom Green came back with a bang. No game time management, 91% time on ground, had the highest CBAs of the team. So Is that's he a pod guy you could go to, you reckon? Potentially could. Um, yeah. yeah, obviously came out 141, and obviously a lot of people, he's had ceiling games in the past. Yeah. So very unique. Mills had a low CBA game still for those who did trade him out. So the role was still not yeah. great. Pay attention so. to the role. But it is it is hard to still trade a guy out after uh, a 120, isn't yeah, it? It is, it is 100%. Like, do I do that? Do I? Little minor one here, well, not minor in terms of the injury, but a um, little sneaky one that might affect our teams. But Harrison Petty has got a Liz Frank injury, which is a foot injury, which could be a very bad one. Who's Frank? Um, Liz Frank. <laughs> um, so he's, I, I'd imagine he's ruled out for the rest of the season. So does this mean Brody Grundy comes back this, for the Melbourne Demons? This I find intriguing to watch because if Petty, who they put in this mold of, of the Ford, and he played really well last week, yeah. if he goes down. And they've told Grundy, go work on your Ford craft. And Grundy doesn't come back He's in. He's not That's back like in? the ultimate insult. Of like, That's a slap to the face uh, right we've, there. We've lost a Ford, but we still don't want you. So. I, mean, I think they've still got um, some other... Fo- I'm, I'm forgetting who... Ben Brown? is He He wasn't in the team, was he? So no, he, he, come he back wasn't. Instead. Um, I recall something on the commentary that he is still having a niggling he might injury. Have had an injury but, or something. Uh, I'm, not, I'm not across that. If I was to hazard a guess, on Monday evening, I think Grundy is back this week. Um, so if you have gone in your team, maybe just build in some trade plans there as an option, because if Grundy's back in, look, I've said this before, I don't think he's going to come back and dominate the ruck and split a 50, 50, but it does, I think just limit the ceiling of Max Gorn a decent amount. I I think Melbourne, I don't know if I've got the day cost move to make, and then I'm looking at potentially having to make a Gorn move. It would depend where my team's at. If my team, if I'm absolutely happy with everything else going on my team, then I'd probably look at that. But if I've still got guys like, let's, oh, I was going to say, you know, guys like Sheasel, who that might be question marks on now, I, I'd probably yep. look at moving him before Callum Mills or something like yeah, that. Something yeah, something like that before Gorn, because I, I just think that what they've seen from him in that solo ruck has been so impressive that even with Grundy coming back, I'd almost be saying, hey, bro, in terms of Brody Grundy, like, hey, bro, D, well, <laughs> well done, well done. Um, 
you know, I'd be saying just get your Ford, bro. Yeah, like, yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, don't don't um, don't come into this run. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> don't disturb what we've got <laughs> going on up in this here. It's a pretty good thing here. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, no, I agree. I agree. So, but it will be interesting to sort of see how it all turns out. Yeah. Um, yeah. Very interesting to see. Um, and then the last one here... Oh, sorry. Two two more things. Yeah. Jack Zebel. Now, there's been a lot of talk about his, you know, retirement parade <laughs> and, uh, like, how is going to... But but in your opinion, I'll, I'll get your thoughts, but he how... Might, he might decide not to retire after this. <laughs> is, is this I'm something... Fucking, I'm brilliant. Is this something that legitimately elevates his appeal to you from a fantasy trade-in target? Like, is this now with... We're going to see what he did on the weekend... For the next three weeks here, or yeah. what? Are you, what are you thinking here for Jack Siebel? Well, let's let's sort of be honest with where the season's at. So you've got you've got people who are genuinely fighting for hats, yep. who are making decisions through that lens. Yeah, you've got people who are going well in leagues, who are making decisions through that lens, and you've got people who just want to fucking swing for the fences. Yeah, who are yeah. in just having a crack, really try, don't try care. something new, and that's that's essentially me. So yeah, for me, well, you're I'm, going there, are you? Well, I'm. I think I'm more likely this week. I still don't have Sicily. I'm more likely than than going Dacos to Sicily. I'm more likely to go Dacos to Zebel so yeah, I can yeah. get an upgrade on the other end. Because what the fuck do I stand to lose? Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Crack. No, like, I agree. I understand. Yeah, I understand that that frame of mind. But I think um, from like, if if I'm having a little bit more of like a weighing up the pros and cons and the probabilities of him yep. doing well. If this was like a one or maybe two-week play, I love it. I think it's great. And if I knew he was going to play this week and that was just a one-week thing that I was trying to do, go for it. I think that's amazing. But over three weeks in a team where like... Who have they got? Who do they have? They've got Essendon, then they've got Richmond, and then they've got Gold Coast the last three weeks. So... But a team like North Melbourne, like what? What are you actually getting from Jack Zebel doing this moving forward? He's literally announced he's retired. If it's one game at the like his last yeah. game, I mean, doesn't even does he even play out these last three games, or does he have like one more game left in, or two more games? Like, is it confirmed he's going to play these three games to finish out the season? And um, like, yeah, do you I think, think that's uh, the case because uh, a lot of times. The- Players don't often play all the games. They may not, and he may not. Um, as the week evolves, we're going to get more information. We're going to listen to press conferences and stuff. So yeah. stuff may be revealed. Um, but it, it's just, I guess it just comes down to what do you want to, as a coach in your team, what do you want to get out of the last four weeks of the yeah. fantasy season, to three weeks of the fantasy season? Yeah. Three, four, yeah. Yeah. Three. So, um, you know, if you're... Don't have to front up to a podcast and <laughs> just swing for the fences. Um, I'm fucking uh, outside the 3,000 too. I'm, I'm a oh, have you slipped? Guy. Oh, yeah. no. Okay, hold this on. We, we'll get you back in. Jack Zeeble, he'll do it for you. Uh, and the last one here, Hayden Young, the midfielder. Similar kind of question. Is this move something that you think elevates him in the eyes of a trade-in target as a fantasy option? If he's going to be... Well, first of all, do you think this is going to be something that sticks for the next three rounds? Or do you think that it's just, you know, once-off kind of thing? All all I'll say is I've always advocated for Hayden Young. <laughs> yeah, of I've, course. I've, I've, I've heard this. Always been a big Hayden Young fan. Um I, th- I think the role. I think the role sticks. Yeah, because what like Frio don't have anything to gain from this season, so I think yep. that they'll be going. Okay, well, let, let's see how this transpires. Is this something we go to next year? Um, does that mean I'm going to be bending over myself backwards to trade him in? Um, oh, there's probably too many scars there. Yeah, fair <laughs> and, and he's fair not. Enough. And he's not. He, of course, he would be an ultra pod, but I don't think he's going to score at the ceiling scores that will get you that kind of value for yeah. your for your pod. There's other pottier guys get, that have yeah, a bigger ceiling. Yeah, the ceiling. Yes. Well, we haven't seen it quite yet. Yeah. Um, which is always a nervous thing when you're trading in someone who's but a lot of difference. Like, let, let's say if that if that was a kind of role change that we saw around like you know round three, round four, or something, that would be something we'd be you, you jump know, on, on it, a yeah. bloody. Yeah. yeah, so for sure. Yep. All right, let's move on to the chopping block here. All right, chopping block. Sorry, God, I'm so slow on the graphics. That's all right. So obviously, Nick Dacos has got to go. A lot of people have him, yep. but also with their other trade, you might have you know got a bit of cash, or maybe you want to fix him up by going Nick Dacos down some yep. of these guys up. So we'll run through them. A lot of them are kind of similar names we talked about the last few weeks as well. Yep. So. Caleb Daniel, Harry Sheasel, Darcy Cameron, Can all sort of your forward options or defender options. 
How do you think you prioritise those three? Well, Caleb Daniel, I traded out last week, so but he so he got like a ninety or something, but he had two goals in the first quarter to get that. That's just yeah. not happening. So I think he's definitely giving him the chop suey. I want to talk to you more and selfishly, of course, about Harry Sheasel because I know you didn't catch much of this game, but and I, I like to get other people's opinion on it as well. Mm. It, it for me, it didn't feel exactly like all of the ball that Zebel was getting was necessarily stopping Sheasel yeah. from getting the ball. Maybe there's like a, a slight element of that, but it just felt like Sheasel was just having a really almost game. Like he, he would sort mm. of get to a spot for a short 45 and um, they they just wouldn't quite kick there. There was even one there where he did get the kick and then there was a 50-meter penalty paid, so it went back to the original guy. He marched up the field. There was a couple of fumbles. There was, it, it was just It just felt like a really almost kind of game. Um, yeah. And... That that gives me hesitation. If I if I he played forward because Zebel played back, then it'd be like, see ya. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. if it was a role change, clearly something yeah, like that. But it just it just seemed to be one of the strange ones. I found it hard to get a read on. So maybe North Melbourne fans out there, if there are any, um, let us know uh, what your thoughts were there. Um, what what are your sort of first first indications? There? I, I I do think he is someone that can go. I do think he's like a just a peg below some of those like premium options in the defenders or the the forward line. Um, maybe he's not your number one priority. For example, I probably would get rid of a Caleb Daniel before him yep. um, just because I probably don't like the role for Caleb Daniel as much. He's playing more time in the wing in the last couple of weeks, which I don't like. Um, but Harry Sheasel, the thing that's always scared me about trading him back in is just the volatility in his role yep. um, because the team he's playing for, North Melbourne, they're, they're going nowhere, right? So they're going to be doing lots of experimenting at the end of the season. They've got another coach change. Obviously, Clarko's back in. So there's yep. just a lot of unknowns going on there. And and if I was in contention especially, that would make me extremely nervous, having to rely on a rookie, a first-year player, yep. whose role's volatile, um, who's playing with a guy who's on his retirement tour and taking all the kick-ins possible. <laughs> the coaches uh, are, are changing throughout the season. So there's, there's a few factors in there that yeah. just add up to uncertainty for me. And especially if I'm like in a must-win finals matchup or if I'm in a, a, a chase for the hat or something like that, he is someone that does make me fairly nervous yeah. um, watching him week to week. So for that reason... What's so special about Hero Bread? Soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Reason I think you can go. Um, but yeah, I'd probably get rid of uh, Caleb Daniel, for example, before that, just because I don't like his wing role as much. But he is probably up there uh, when I'm considering guys to trade out. As is this next guy, Darcy Cameron, who he was the sole ruck on the weekend, still only managed an 80 um, and I believe he's got Geelong. Did they, they've got Geelong this week? Yeah. Yeah, Geelong this week on the Friday nights. Look, it's not a bad matchup for Ruckman, but we just haven't seen any ceiling scores from Darcy Cameron at all this year. His highest score was 109 versus West Coast back in round 12, um, and he's only gone over 100 two other times this season, So, and all of them below 110. So I just don't think you can have those guys that haven't demonstrated ceiling at this point of the year. So I do think that... Darcy Cameron is definitely someone that still needs to go out of your side. Um, let's talk the mids. So Callum Mills, despite his one seventeen, I think the you, still, you and he still chop a couple him. of goals. I think to get to that score too. Did he? If I have to double check that, but yeah, he was um, obviously. I think he had a, a handful of CBAs, but nothing more than what we want to. No, no goals, but just no goals. had a lot of marks. Um, a few tackles there, so. Well, that was a couple of weeks ago he had those goals. Um, but talk to me, and this I'm going to self-indulge myself here. Yeah. Lockie Neal. Self-indulge yourself. 
Yeah, that didn't sound too right, did it? Uh, but Lockie Neal yes. versus Noah Anderson. Who are you trading out first out of these two? Because this is who, the decision I need to make this Who week. they play. Tell me who they play. So Lockie Neal versus Adelaide. Okay. And Neal... Sorry. No, Anderson. Yeah, Neal versus and, uh, Adelaide. Yep. And Anderson versus Sydney. So both with tough matchups. Yeah. Um, you know, Neal plays at home. Anderson plays away. Does Neil get the keys tag? Did they did they tag on the weekend? That's um, Adelaide. Yeah, oh, I'm not sure whether Adelaide tagged. I don't think they did from memory because I think obviously Mad Crouch is in there a bit more now, um, and they came up against Gold Coast. But obviously Adelaide kept Noah Anderson to a lower score than Neil did this week. Yeah, um, it, it, Neil does like playing at the Gabba. I would say that's. The, the way we've been seeing him, flip a coin. <laughs> yeah, true, you know right? What I mean, like, uh, if, you, if you're it yeah. up. <laughs> I was trading Neil before Took's suspension. Um, and yeah. then, obviously, I, I had to trade Took last week. Yeah, we so. thought that was going to be good for Anderson. Yeah, and Anderson still come out and sucked. Have a look at my dog shit um, midfield from the weekend. Oh, that is kind of gross. That's oh, Three tons. Oh, yeah. Only two guys over one ten when you've got essentially a team full of premiums. At least you captain one of them. Um, but yeah, and it was a lower one. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think at this stage I lean Lockie Neal still just because of like that tag. I, I thought that tag is going to be coming for the rest of the year. Yeah, like he's he's shown some like sixties, whereas Anderson just on the floor seems a little bit higher. Ceiling maybe a little bit higher too, so he's a, at least good for an eighty-five. Like yeah, that's as low as we've seen him play. Neil could give you that stinker. Neil could give you that real stinker. Well, check, so. check your matchup with Louis. What is uh, does Louis have both of those guys? Oh, okay, let's so, have a look. I don't think he's got Anderson. This is the selfish, most selfish segment. <laughs> <laughs> let's have a look. Let's have a look. No, oh, he's got Neil, but he doesn't have doesn't have Anderson. So, do, based on his team, do you reckon he? I reckon he'll probably, tra- he'll, he'll probably look to trade Neil. I would. Have to think. Oh, he's got a JJ there, so he might be stuck with Neil. Um, okay. We'll see. We'll see. But I lean Neil slightly over Anderson at this stage. But is there any other sort of popular mids out there that you think we could also be looking to trade? I want. I've got this next guy yeah, here. Yeah. But Jack Steele, how reactionary can we be? I don't think we can. That that has to be an anomaly. That was so bad that it has yeah. to be an anomaly. Like and and also let's put the lens over it. Carlton have been one of the hardest teams for midfielders. To the score hardest. I know. Yeah. I know. You could look at that and say, well, how the fuck did Crouch score one thirty and three quarters? Yes, I get that. But that's you know potentially a bit out of the box as well. Yeah, they they got dominated in that last quarter too. And if you think about Carlton being hard to score against, well, if one of your midfielders has one hundred and thirty points in three quarters and that team is hard to score against. There's not many other points to go around. True. Yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> so yeah. Um, I think that unless you'd have to be in a pretty uber luxury position, I think, to be moving off steel. Yeah, they've got the Richmond Eagles this week. So, um, <laughs> so 150 uh, under, under the roof, yeah, put a C on him. Um, <laughs> I agree, I agree. I, I don't think he's going to be a guy that many of us will be trading out. Is there anyone okay. else like an LDU or... LDU, we talked about a little, little bit about this before, but LDU score, and if you watch the game, I think he might have had four free kicks against. Yes. Um, just check, fact check me on that. And Three, I think I saw, but yeah. Okay, well, at least... Oh, I felt like three, but then at least two of those free kicks were like holding the ball decisions, which means it could be it's a always six like point, a six, seven six point, point swing. Around, he doesn't yeah. get a disposal. Plus, he loses three points. Yep. Um, he also gave away a, a tackle free kick, so there's yep. a seven point swing. Yep. So suddenly his score. So is, chuck on thirteen points on his score, and it doesn't look you know, so bad, eh? Suddenly you're going, oh, that's you know, yeah, ninety five. Yep. So. Yeah. No, I, I agree. I think he again, pretty luxury move. He's got Essendon and Richmond the next two weeks, which is still a decent matchup. So. Um, I don't think any of those guys are urgent trade-outs, but yeah. again, could be at that point, luxury point of the season where if you wanted to get to someone with better matchups, yeah. I think those ones are okay to move on. What are your thoughts on Will Day? Um, if Will Day... I guess the fact the fact of it now is everyone's going from day cost to someone, isn't it? So yeah, well, we're going to talk about him, and I'm going to throw him up as a trade-in target because he's um mm. yeah he's doing really well. He's Last two well. games, two tons, um, it's interesting three tons ch- in his last four. It's interesting yeah. to change that mentality from looking at a bloke there for so many weeks and thinking I'm going to move off you, I'm going to move off you, I'm going to move off you, and then he pulls out a couple of good scores. And you're like, hang on, should yeah, I, do, do I? Do, do I, I want to? You just yeah. have to go in that flow, but I mean, he's averaging 96 for the season. Like, I, I, I yeah. think he's he's been a, one of the picks of the season. Yeah, 100. So. He and Bontepelli are they the only two blokes that we started with that we still have? 
and Rowan Marshall. Uh, Rowan Marshall, yeah. And probably some of those forwards as well. Uh, yeah, Errol, Tim, Tarantra. Rosie. Yeah, yeah, all those boys. But yeah, I think... Well, Day doesn't really count because he traded him out, got him back in. We did, didn't we? Yeah. Uh, but yes, Dawson for me. All right, let's move on to the next one here, talking about some trade targets. Now, we'll spend a good chunk of this one talking about who are we replacing Nick Dacos with. Now... If you don't have him, do you yeah. think the best option is as simple? If you can, go to James Sicily. If you don't have, oh sorry, if you, you don't, don't have Sicily, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, that I, I talked about the fact that I, I sort of see there being two ways that people yeah. will so go. Talk, so talk that out a if, bit more. So if you don't have um, Sicily, the option going to Sicily, or let's say you have Sicily but you don't have Doherty, maybe it's going to yeah. Doherty. So essentially, it is trading in like the premium that you're missing, or that you think is the the top of that line. I think yeah. you know most people now have Dawson and, and Sinclair's pretty as well. So, um, so to get to Sicily, it now costs you nearly sixty thousand to get there because Dacos obviously slid seventy k on the weekend. So so it sucks. It sucks because you're not going to get an upgrade anywhere. You're going to have to do like a little downgrade cash grab on your bench to get that, and and that sucks because you you would have been banking on I'm going to get off you know my last mid-price or my last underperforming premium or whatever it is. But I just think, you know, are there other options? The other way that I think people will go, and this is this is more of that one um, where people are like, what do I have to lose? Maybe I should try something. That's where you're looking to maybe make a downgrade. So the, there's a few options to downgrade too. Yep. It depends how much cash you want to try and generate, how much cash you already have in the bank for what mm-hmm. you want to do on the other end. And I see this one as being the option that I'm most likely to go to and it will just be a matter of who I go down to and how much cash I need to to make my upgrade on the other end. Um, but but say, s- say you were someone who was, um, you know, up the top competing for a hat, yeah. like, do, do, do these options we're about to go into make you feel more nervous if you don't have a Sicily or? Oh, definitely. If I'm, yeah. if I'm looking for that, like if I'm trying to hang on to hat territory yeah. or, or I'm Play in those, it safe, like, yeah, yeah, then I think like, sure, I'm going the safe option for sure. He's got the dogs this week and he put up 150, I think, versing them last yeah, year. And, and yeah. It's a good matchup for defenders still, so... I think this is more in that if you have resigned yourself to the fact that you're probably outside of hat territory yeah. and then also maybe um, you're not really caring too much about your league matchups, then why not have a swing? Well, I, I don't right. want to say that this is only for that, like these trade options, but I just do think that these next few guys we're going to talk about do, do come with a large element yeah. of risk. So talking about the next guy we've touched on before, but Jack Zebel. Yeah. Um, and I'm also going to throw in another guy here, that, which I think deserves a lot of mention, and it is a downgrade target, yeah. so you do make a bit of money, in Jaden Short. Um, now, of those two options, the two Js, Jack Zebel, Jaden Short, yeah. who do you prefer out of these boys? Um, so, so you make about 300k going to Zebel. Yep, so 605,000. Whereas Shorty, you make... 150 or so. 150. So I think most teams are at the point where the downgrade to short and getting 150k will probably get you the it, it probably the is upgrade enough. that yeah. you want like if it's a sheasel up yeah. or something like that that's enough to get like a kneel to a, a lead or something like that like I, I feel like just just on my um first sort of thoughts on this particular one i feel like Z, the one the zebel option is the one that has the potential higher ceiling and could go absolutely gloriously yep. but it it's also has the most likelihood of going tits up he Maybe he doesn't play the rest of the games. Maybe they just go, this is not where we're going, Zeebel. You know, you're going to be the sub. He's been the sub a few times. Yep. So, but I I don't necessarily know whether Jaden Short has the 150 ceiling that we've seen from Zeebel on occasion. Yes. Uh, Well, I agree from like the player point of view, but look at his next two games. He's got St. Kilda this week under the roof at Marvel. And then he's got North Melbourne the week after at the MCG. And with Did Richmond play the style of footy that that makes them that makes those juicy matchups, but do you know what, do you know what I'm yeah, trying to say? I get what you're saying, like that sort of waxing kind of. They kind of play that same run and gun footy regardless of who they're playing, and that's and that's the only thing that I think when I look at Richmond, I don't think, oh wow, Richmond have got that good matchup because it doesn't really matter who they play; they just kind of they keep the ball moving forward. Uh, yeah, my... I get I get what you're saying. And in terms of like short so far this season, he's had one game where he's gone over 10 marks, uh, won a game where he's had nine. In that game, it was against Gold Coast Suns, and that was that disgusting game that we watched, I think, a few weeks ago that we ended up losing. Um, so I think that they're trying not to, 
but I think sometimes the Saints also force teams to play that way yeah. because they set up so well defensively. So, so Shorty's, you've just got it there. So Shorty's start to the year after he, an injury interrupted the so yeah. first few, let's, let's call it out. So he goes 117, 123, 102, 113. If you get that from him in the next, you know, if you get that kind of run. That's pretty, you're pretty happy. happy. Yeah, because you've made that. money and you can do something else with that trade. Yeah. So. I think over the next two weeks, he is definitely a serious consideration. Yep. Uh, we, we kind of talked about it a little bit last time uh, before the, the game on uh, Friday out on our live show, but and I think Minimonk was, was all for it as well, um, who was on the show there. We it, scored a 95. In a game where they got absolutely pissed. He's the second highest scorer for Richmond, only behind yep. Tim Taranto, who was only four points ahead of him. Yep. So he's that? obviously someone that you know didn't need too much time to warm up, 85% time on ground, so he looks like he's good to go. Yeah. Um, so, in my personal view, I actually prefer short over Zeeble because I think the upside maybe isn't quite as high, but it's it's relatively close in terms of ceiling. But I think the floor is way higher than a Jack Zeeble. Like, Zeeble's floor is oh. on the floor. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's, it's down the bottom because he, he could be the sub. He could be yeah. subbed out. Like... He's how old is he? He could ping a calf anytime. I know Shorts obviously had some injuries, but you know Zebul isn't you know the picture of health. Um, yeah. So I just don't want to end up a few dollars short of my upgrade. Very good, very very good. Uh, let's talk about some other guys here. Uh, some other pods, well, somewhat pods, but Will Day. We mentioned before some people still have him. Some people have traded him out or never got him back in. Um, is he an option if you don't have him? Say you've got all the big five. Or the, the other big four or whatever is Will Day an option if you've got like a Dawson, Sicily, Doherty, Sinclair, Stewart? Is Will Day the guy that you trade back in who's gone three tons out of his last four? How much cash does that make you? So eight eighteen, so that'll make you about eighty k or so, just under eighty k. Um, I, I think I'm answering this correctly in saying if if that gets you where you want to go on the other end, like would that be fair to say? If let, let's say you. Let's yeah. say you were thinking about going Will Day and you ended up 30k short of getting Rory Laird or something like that, you would then go... Who, who scores more? Let me put it this way. Who scores more the, the next two weeks? Yeah. Short, Will Day. What are Will Day's matchups? Uh, Will Day's got West Coast... Bulldogs, sorry, uh, sorry, Western Bulldogs and then Melbourne. I think probably Shorty. I'd probably go Short too. I'd have more confidence or at least yeah. hope that the upside is there. Make some more cash too. Um. Yeah, so I I probably lean that way as well, and he's definitely a more unique option. Yeah, um, I don't think Will Day is a guy that you want to sort of necessarily. You have to match the other people that have him. He's not someone he's that, you, that really you. scares you too much going up against him. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh, Will Day, <laughs> but well, yeah, I'm, I'm he, more he, scared he, of the night. Oh wow. <laughs> You've had some zingers today, mate. Yeah, I'm on it, eh? He's on it. That's good. Uh, but this next guy might scare you a little bit here, Luke Ryan, if you don't have him. But uh, I think he had a pretty poor score on the weekend with um, going up against Brisbane, who have given up a few points to um, defenders. But he's got West Coast this week. Uh, yeah, showed his lowest score in a while with 76 points. But we do know that at any point he can go 140-plus. Yeah. Is he someone that... You jump on over some of those other guys we mentioned before in short or Zebel, just as a point of difference. Um, I still, uh, you're not making as much cash to him, are you? As those two, I no, thought. I think he's a little bit more. In fact, yeah, I, I don't. You're think, only making thirty k. I don't think that's gonna unless people have got cash in the bag. I don't think that's gonna be enough to to be a really great selling point. It really is just a a point of difference play, and yeah. for that reason, yeah. I mean, I think it's a decent one because he does have the ceiling, but. Yeah, I think that might be a little bit of a more niche market here. Yep. Uh, let's talk about some more outside-of-the-box players. There's Zion Wengeny-Miller, Nick Newman, our boy Hayden Young. Any of those guys tickle your fancy there at all? Uh, no to Hayden Young. Um, <clears throat> Wengeny-Miller has been an absolute tear except um, that last game, 74. And, and again, the mentality of it, it's very hard to look at a guy that's just popped a 74 and yep. go, that's my guy. Carlton comes up against um, Richmond this week. Yeah. But then Geelong and then Brisbane. Nick Newman's a guy that's been getting a bit of traction on uh, Twitter. Yes. Um, so, w- what are your thoughts there? Because a few people are really pumping yeah. up his tyres off some See, big scores. my initial knee-jerk reaction is like, oh, yeah, he versus Saints. Obviously, he scored well. But if you look previous to that as well, yeah. he's put up five ton- sorry, four tons in his last five. And the only one he went below 100 was 93 against West Coast. So, that he has the runs on the board. His previous... 
five average is basically as high as any other defender. Yeah. Come up against Melbourne versus Gold Coast. Look, I don't mind it. I don't mind it. I I prefer some of the other options in short a little bit more. I think I think Shorty could easily score on par with Nick Newman over the next three weeks and you only really make about fifty K going to yeah, Newman, so, I think it is. Yeah, eight thirty eight thousand. So he's about you know sixty thousand more than a yeah. short. Um but again I'm not as worried about price, but again, if it does change your other move, then it yeah. could be well, a think difference about maker. The, the only reason you're looking to go a, a down from um, Dacos option really is is to try and yeah. get an upgrade on the other end because yeah. you know if you're going up from him, that's like your upgrade. Or something like that. And that's it. So um, I, I think if you're going down and you go to Newman but you can't do anything with the other trade, well, you may as well have just gone up. Yeah. Unless you already had everyone that you wanted. Yeah, I want to have a look at the Demons in terms of their giving points up to defenders. They are a pretty average team for defenders. And then he runs into Gold Coast again, who are duh, 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 a decent, they're a decent matchup. For, for defenders. So look, the run isn't isn't too bad, at least over these next couple um, at the MCG and then on the Gold Coast. The Gold Coast can sometimes be a tough one for defenders if it is a bit dewy up here as well. Nah, he's gone. Um, Jesus, man. Nah, he's you, not coaching him either. <laughs> trying real hard here. Trying. Succeeding. <laughs> Succeeding. I'm on fire today. Uh, but he plays two ten games, so it should First be back dewy. at work, you see. Right then, yeah, he's got all the kids and all the jokes there. Last one I'll throw at you on the defenders. We've talked about the defenders a lot, but it is the topic of the week. Bailey Dale as an option um, for the Bulldogs there. He's probably the guy that I'm not too excited about just because of a few of the defenders coming and going in this team. But he has yeah. gone 107. 137 in his last two, but prior to that, he was putting up a few games of sub-80 scores. So, But yeah. he does have Hawthorne and West Coast, these next two games. The matchups are good, but but I feel like um, if you haven't been sold on, on one of the previous options, then you, what, what are you waiting for? Yeah, yeah. I, th- I think I agree. I, I'm not, not too confident in Bailey Dale. But, um, but again, like we haven't been seeing him well at all, so... No, um, no. Listen to what we say and then do the I think there's, there's a lot of, there's actually a lot of decent options here. My, my favorite yeah. of all of these ones are Sicily, if you want to go a bit more vanilla. Yeah. Um, sure. I like the Jaden Short option as well. And then a pod for pod's sake, probably a Nick Newman as the third guy there. Okay, but, so you get Newman over Zeeble. Yeah, Zeeble just scares the shit out of me. Um, I could be wrong and I'd be happy to do it for a one-week play. If you were me. If I were you... I, I'd go Jaden Short and just ride the Richmond train. Why not? I mean, if it gets you the yeah, train on the other side. Riding the Richmond train was so fun on Friday night. <laughs> That's so true. Choo-choo. Give you something to, uh, All the to enjoy. <laughs> fair, fair call, fair call. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, you, you could go... Look, if the difference was the ticket on the other end, yeah. then, then I'd go Zeeble, but it's if it's too the same... cash to matter, isn't it? Yeah, all right, let's move on to We've got to talk other... about more trade targets. We should have had Nick Dacos' head on, on that graphic because all we've talked about is Nick Dacos' replacement so oh, far. Oh, yeah, <laughs> topic of the week. Let's let's go through some of the other positions yep. here. The mids, if we had a mid to trade out, I've got a few players I want to list to you. Rory Laird, he put up the low ton on the weekend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Happy to, to pull the trigger and get him back in now? Or? Yeah, the, and this, uh, again, a little selfishly, I want to talk about a few of these... Um, a few of these guys because I'm looking most likely to do that downgrade cash grab and then through DPP turn Sheasel into a premium mid. And I think mm-hmm. I can pretty much get to... Anyone? I think I can get to all these guys. I can get to Laird. Even going to Shorty, I think I can get to Laird. So we got Laird, we got Sarong, we got Parrish, we got Liber, we got Trelaw, we got Green. We got them all in there. Yep. I, I feel like where I'm erring towards is Laird, but Sarong was so good to me earlier in the year. And it's then Parish has got West Coast this week. Yeah, but Parish has North Melbourne this week, doesn't he? Yes. So North Melbourne actually have been giving up more points compared to West Coast recently. Yeah. They are the number one easiest matchup over the last ten games. Were you with disappointed? West Coast being second. Were you disappointed by Parish this week, given that he was probably a pretty highly sought after guy? I wasn't disappointed. I was hoping for more. Yeah. I was hoping for one twenty, one thirty, but. Look, you can't be too upset with a with a mid one team, well, especially so. when a lot of mids went sub one hundred this week. So yeah, so I was I was pretty happy with with that, and I, I I always thought that the North Melbourne matchup was probably the more juicy of the two. Yeah, um, and obviously they they struggled to get the win against West Coast as well. So 
maybe that's a wake up call for them, and then this week they come up with a bit more, bit more fire. So those three there, Laird, Sarong, Parish. Where are you going? I, I kind of like it's a bit of a cop out, but I almost think, oh, can you really go wrong with any of them? But you, we, you we can't. Need to, but we got you got to sort of pull the trigger. I do. think Rory Laird is the safest in the last three games. He also has a West Coast matchup, so yeah. it's not this matchup, but he does have it in his next three. Yeah. Um, Sydney play contested brand. You'd hope that that they do. And Brisbane have actually been giving up a lot of points for midfielders as well, so they are still a positive matchup. So I think of all those guys, yeah. Laird is the is the safest and the probably the too. the best player amongst them in terms of fantasy pedigree. Yeah. Um, what about Libba? Libba's a guy Sneaky that good, eh? we haven't given enough credit to. And, you, and uh, you've been coughing it too, like uh, Ellie. Yeah, just... Ellie's team. She's she's going very well and, and probably better if, if you ask her, if it wasn't for me, um, giving her some advice. She's been talking about Libba this whole season. And uh, yeah, we've been poo-pooing it, and, and he's just he's just keeps getting it done. And I think the Bulldogs' run coming up are very very good. So I think he is definitely someone that deserves a mention. I might have him second on this list. Comes up against Hawthorne, West Coast, Geelong in his last three games, oh. and uh, yeah, he's That's... on the back of four hundreds, all of them except for one being over one ten, and that one that wasn't one ten was one oh nine. So. He's got some ceiling. He just gets it done. Um, yeah. yeah, I think he's definitely Quite someone, if you want a pod, he's, he's as unique as they come and a great yeah. run. The stars do seem to be aligning for Libba. So you'd go Laird, then Libba in terms of yeah. how you'd order this. Would list. you go Libba over Trelaw? Yeah. Yeah, yes. the same run. Trelaw just worries me with his yeah, body. and chop uh, a hamstring at any point in time. Yeah, he, he's and, had a few 130s this year, but... Probably not as consistent as Liver has been. Yeah, I think Trelaw has that ability to have a ceiling game, but it, it really makes you pause when you trade in a guy who, if they get injured, you can cop a few, I told you. So, like, yeah. there's not anything you can lean on back there. Yeah, so I'd go Liver there as well. And, and of this list, I think in terms of uniqueness, Parrish would actually be the most owned yeah. of these guys. Sarong's probably next. It'll be led after this. And then I think... Oh, Laird, Laird would be... After this week. Probably, yeah, after this week, yeah. he'd be up there. But these last three, Libba, Trelaw, Tom Green, they'll be all very unique. Yes. And I think of those really unique guys, Libba's my most favourite. So for that reason, he's probably up, yeah, like I said, second yeah. as a as a guy who's very lowly owned. No, I think I agree um, with agree with uh, that. And then just really quickly, uh, trade targets, ruck forwards, uh, people going back to Luke Jackson. Luke Jackson, I think it's a, it's a play. It's a one-week play. This guy just put up a 150... And um, comes up against the easiest r- matchup for Rucks. And uh, but didn't didn't we say that when he first Sydney two weeks he did, ago? He got an eighty eight, but he did it, he did it with forty three hitouts. So he's got the same amount of hitouts in his last game, but he's put on an extra seventy points to his previous game. He the just Sydney, got the ball a bit more. And was the Sydney game at the SCG, at, whereas the Brisbane game we know was at um, Optus? That's a good question. Um, let me scroll back and find a one. It was oh, the, no, that was, was at at Optus. Optus. Okay. Um, the game was obviously a bit closer against Brisbane, but yeah. Hmm. whereas you'd think they'd get over West Coast. Hmm. Food for thought. Food for thought. But he's cheap, man. He's cheap. So if you wanted to um, maybe do the opposite to what you're talking about and do a downgrade from a forward to get Dacos up to Sicily, that could be your play to do it that way. If you weren't confident those other defenders that we were talking about before, if you really want a Sicily, Luke Jackson might be an option to get... How much does he actually cost here? I, I think I'm... 734. So you could do someone like a... Dare I say to Tim Taranto down to him. Oh, oh no. Loose, loose, <laughs> loose as they as. come. Um, um, but... Like Darcy Cameron down and, well, and I, make a bit of money. I could do the, I could do Sheezel because I want to move on him anyway. But um, yeah, Sheezel. The, Actually, can't do Darcy Cameron. But yeah, one of those, one of those guys. Yeah. Well, what, do, do you have more confidence in Luke Jackson to score more over the next three weeks, or Jaden Shaw, or Jake? Both Siegel? have great matchups coming up. That's a good question. That's a, that's, a, that's a good way to phrase it. I Luke think... Jackson's role has more potential for ceiling. I think. Yeah, and he's shown it. He's at the ball, but... I think Short's been more consistent and a higher floor. (laughs) That's a really good question, actually. That's tough. That's a tough one. That'll Um, be something I'll be pondering this week. I think... So, Luke Jackson, who does he have after this week? So, if we just had, like, a... Because, obviously, he's got a great one-week matchup. Then he goes up against Port Adelaide. Actually, no, I'm going Luke Jackson here. Port Adelaide with Lysette down. With yeah. Vicentini. But then finishes with a tough one against Reeves. You can he? trade him out by then. But 
I'm oh, going Luke Jackson. Luke, West Coast into Vincent, like, who, who's their ruckman if, if uh, Bailey Williams isn't there? I can't even think of him. Yeah, me either. Like, yeah, the dream run. So I, I'd probably go him over short. You're changing your tune now. I'm making you think a little bit. <laughs> no, nah, but last, last time you made me think I fucking <laughs> traded his doggity instead of VC and Bolton getting parish. Yeah, well. You win some, you lose some, mate. You know, just because I was wrong last three times doesn't mean I'll be wrong this time. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. Uh, but let's uh, let's head over to just a few questions here. I think yeah. we've just got a handful from Fire the community. We might have already touched on most of them as well. So... Um, best option for Nick Dacos if he was in your midfield. Um, we still talked oh, about those yeah, midfield about options before, but Led, Liber, Liber, Sarong, Sarong didn't disappoint when I owned him. No, that yeah. was one of those. He's a great watch. The feel good story. He, he goes hard. You love, you love to watch him. Uh, who would you trade out along with Dacos this week out of Cogs, Neil, and Flanders? Neil, I think I'm Neil there too. Yeah, I think yeah, the yeah. other two are close to the, the top of their line. Yeah. Yeah, weird to say Neil before Flanders, but yeah. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree. Um, is Jackson the play against the <laughs> Williamless Ruck we, this we week just, we and then up that. against Byzantini? I think yes. We just gave that a bit of airtime, didn't we? Yeah, we did. We did. Um, so, yes, <laughs> I do agree. Um, will, well, I'll get you. This is a good question here okay. from Hewitt's Heard. Will Adelaide move anyone out of the CBAs will, just. Will Adelaide. I've heard of Will Day. I haven't heard of Will Adelaide. I'm going to move right past that. Will they move anyone out of the CBAs <laughs> just to facilitate a keys tag on Neil? So this is the question. Like the Adelaide CBAs are busy, aren't they? Yeah, they've, they've been they've been toit. Yeah, they've got Grouch in there. We've got Lady. Um, just to facilitate. I, I mean, it it would astound me that that blueprint has been. They've won the last. Did they win the week before? They won this weekend. Yeah, they beat Port obviously in the showdown. Yeah, so they've they've done well with the current mix in there. What, do you, do we know? Did Frio send Hayden Young to Lockie Neal? Because we just didn't bother watching footy because we suck. No, I was a bit fancy. salty that weekend. Um, no, I'm not sure. We need to find that out because like let's let's say well, he scored all right. Neil did. Yeah, he went, he went all right. Let's say Frio. We should probably know this is down for a podcast. <laughs> Somebody tell us. Um, yeah, someone to tell us. But like, let's say Neil uh, got tagged by Hayden Young this week, and what Frio lost that game by what? Three. It was close. Three. Okay. Yeah. So you've got a blueprint where you tag Lockie Neil. You wi- the you win. The yeah. You're previous close week. to winning. Yeah. You tag him. You're close to winning this week. Yeah. Surely Adelaide are tagging him. I think it's a strong threat. And this, th- this is if um, Hayden Young tagged. Well, I think it's a strong threat, but I also think even I if he's... I need a photo threat. <laughs> even if he's not tagged, the midfield for the Crows has been very strong anyway. Uh-huh. Um, so they've been not... They haven't been giving up many points. Like, if we look at Gold Coast this past week, I don't think anyone... Flanders was the highest, but he didn't turn up 94. Um, the week before, up against Port Adelaide, um, Rosie just scraped to a 106, but Butters had a poor score. Not yeah. many good players there. So, they've been restrictive, Adelaide has, the last few weeks. So, so what was the, was the question? Just will Neil get tagged this week? Was that- well, yeah. Is, is it, will he get tagged, but... Who will be moved out of the CBAs to tag that? Yeah. Um, I don't know if I can see any of Dawson, Laird, Crouch being moved out. Maybe he's just the fourth guy in there and they run with just those four. Could well be. Could see that. Um, that would probably be the most likely option in my opinion. But um, yeah, even if they don't, I still think he's going to score poorly. Um, I think we've covered all of these other guys that have been talked about. A few people obviously talking about Hayden Young, the man. Um, is he going to be the guy who we thought he could be at round one? Oh, I just give it a shit for... <laughs> and I say yes. No, I, I, I couldn't rely on it. So you, so if he, if he kept doing what he's doing for the remainder of the season, would you start with him next year? He would be pretty expensive if the, he kept... The thing is, and this is encouraging for me, he had 10 tackles on the weekend. I didn't think he could oh, do that. I thought he was allergic to tackles. Yeah, I didn't think he could do that. Well, so that he, is I, encouraging I thought he to hated me. A, physical contact, and B, the ball. <laughs> yeah, so that, that is encouraging because I always thought like the difference between a player like Hayden Young moving into the midfield versus a Dawson versus a Laird. he couldn't tackle. Was that those guys love a cuddle and, and yeah. they can get the marks, they spread. They're obviously great users, so the team wants the ball in their hands. So Hayden Young is a great user, but I, I didn't think he had the tackle ability that those yeah. guys had. So if he displays that over these next few games, then yeah, he's definitely an option next year to start with him. Even a broken Again. even a broken clock's right twice a day. So We I, were a, a year too early. We were yeah. a year too early. <laughs> We'll what are we? We've got a few of those. Bailey Smith's going to Bailey be. Smith is going off next year. Bailey Smith needs to get it. traded. 
He's getting traded and he's going off. Book it right here, right now. All right, we better get off before we start talking any more shit here. But uh, thank you guys for tuning in and make sure you guys give this video a big thumbs up. If you want a bit of a switch up and to listen to some fantasy basketball content, head over to the YouTube uh, or podcast for Ball Boys Fantasy Basketball and check that one out and subscribe if you haven't already. But otherwise, we'll catch you guys on Friday for our live show. Talk some captains and big boys. And until then, we'll see you later. Bye. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.